Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. episode 81. I can't believe it. 81 episodes. Y'all, to think like this was really just a dream a little while ago. And I was like, I can still remember the first time I did this. And I was like, I cannot believe I'm putting my shit out here into the world. And here we are, 81. And today, y'all know when I have my guests on, I always have like, this is a special time. And here's another special time. I have one of my participants from the first deeply rooted cohort. And like I've shared interviews with my people who work with me one-on-one, but I wanted someone who has no experience of me other than through the deeply rooted program. And I wanted you guys to hear her takeaways. I have absolutely no idea what she's going to say. <laughs> so we're going to hear and find out together, but as it's coming to where we're getting ready to open up the doors again, I thought it'd be interesting like to interview someone who didn't know me, who just met me and what their experience is like. So I'm going to let her introduce herself as much as she wants to. Welcome to the call. Introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Latita and I am the president of a large community foundation in the South. And so I have been um, in the field of philanthropy for two decades now. I've been in leadership positions for over a decade, but ascending to this position with this organization at this kind of size and scope is a new plateau for me. And so as I've been figuring out how to navigate this new space, I have been in search for you without even knowing who you were. And so I feel really grateful that I found you at this moment. I'm still in my first year and navigating all that this new position requires of me and figuring out how to really settle into it because I love my work. I love my job, but I'm not yet thriving. And so when I encountered you and found out about the work that you do, and this cohort that you were assembling, I knew that it was going to be a special opportunity for me at this moment. I love that. I love that you were like, I was looking for you or of course the program without even knowing that that's what I was looking for. Tell me more about that. Like, what was it specifically that you were looking for? Yeah. So I have had executive coaches before. I've been part of leadership cohorts before. Um, I've had therapists before, so I've had all kinds of help in my life before. And usually it was because there was a specific challenge that I was facing and I needed some tools or some processes or something to just kind of wrap my mind around figuring out how to do this new thing. But this role that I'm in now is very, very different. Um, because um, it's a different level of visibility, a different level of of responsibility. And so I was finding that none of the tools that I knew, you know, in my bag of tricks were sufficient, that I was kind of like feeling 
the pressure of this new job and this new role in a way that I had never felt before, feeling it in my body, feeling it in my spirit. I just knew that the things that I had used before were not going to help me this time. And it just so happened that a friend of mine who had received coaching from you in the past had posted a message on Facebook and said, Brig is bringing together this cohort. I highly recommend that you should take a look. And I remember it was one Sunday morning and I happened to listen to the excerpt that she shared. And you specifically said that this was for people who have tried other things and that have not worked and recognizing that there are some specific needs that we have as high-performing Black women that are just different. And I thought that is absolutely right. And so even though I still have right now an executive coach and I still have a therapist and my doctor is still, you know, helping me with, you know, some anxiety and things like that, I knew that this was going to offer me something different. And there was going to be something specific about thinking about being in this role as a Black woman that, you know, really got to the center of what has been challenging me. Yes. Yes. I think we do, but we don't as high achieving black women. We're like, we understand the conditioning. Like if it's me, I'm just going to speak for me. I understood the conditioning, but until I went into deeper waters, <laughs> that's all I can say is like, when I went into deeper waters, my ass really had to swim. I was like, oh, this is heavy. Like I understood the conditioning in a deeper way because I'm looking at everybody else and they just swimming on top of the water, back floating and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, I can swim. Like, what is wrong? Right. Tell me, like, what comes up for you with that? Yeah. And, you know, the amazing thing is, so when I decided I was going to do the program, then I felt like, well, I need to listen to your podcast. And okay. I didn't make it up to 81 because it's a lot. But I'm, I've been studying up trying to just make sure that I was familiar with the language and with your approach. Mm-hmm. And as much as I enjoyed it and it just affirmed for me that this was everything I needed to do, there's something different about being in the cohort and being in this space with these other women and hearing them go through so many of the same things that I'm going through. And these are extraordinary women who are from all over the country and the world And in so many different fields, you know, so professors and physicians and entrepreneurs. And here I am running a foundation wondering, like, how much of this is going to really be relevant to me? And absolutely all of it has been. And so there's something just amazing about that. It has helped me realize in a way that nothing that I've done before has helped me understand that there is something about the way that we are socialized as Black women. There's something about just you know, the legacy that we have inherited that impacts how we show up in these spaces. And I would not have appreciated that absent being in this kind of very trusting and special space that you created amongst these women. I couldn't have said it anymore. It's like, I've worked with as, and of course, you know, cause like your friend is one of the people, like I've worked with my clients one-on-one and I've worked with some of my clients for like years, right? But I knew the thing that was missing was being in a container with other people who were having the same thing. Because it's like, oh, it ain't just me. It's like so clear when you hear other people saying your thoughts. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, it's not just me. 
And you can say it without having to whisper it. Like, you think this? Because it is just us in there. I think there's something about it just being Black women. And I can't put my finger on it other than I think it's like our work is sacred. And I'm not saying that we always need to be segregated, but for this work, I love this container for it. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing that has been so amazing for me is that whenever you're doing like one-on-one coaching or one-on-one therapy or whatever, I feel like, you know, the pace moves a lot of times according to what you present. So if I present that I'm dealing with this, then that's the thing we talk about today. But the phenomenal thing that I've experienced being part of this group is that some of the things that the other women have brought up are never a thing that I would have said is a top of mind thing for me. Because I'm not even thinking about, you know, how I tire myself out. Or I'm not even thinking about how I challenge myself with regard to consistency. Like that's not, if I were to list 20 things, it wouldn't be on those. But they are so very relevant and get to the heart of the things that I struggle with. But I would never, like if you and I were in a one-on-one situation, that would never come up. Like I would have missed those lessons because I would have never put that on the table. Like it just wouldn't have been in my language or in my thought. And as skillful as you are, as a um, facilitator, you just wouldn't have necessarily thought to present me with that challenge. But it's been amazing to me to have the opportunities because sometimes I'm just sitting in the group and I'm like, well, I don't think that's really me. But it's like, that is absolutely me. And it shows up in this different kind of way or in this different kind of context. And, you know, there are lessons that I would have never got if it were just me and you going through my mind because I would have never thought to articulate some of those challenges. I want to bring up two things on this. First of all, like, I'm so glad that you brought that up. This doesn't like, yeah, I'm looking at this like this doesn't apply to me. But then you, you, not me, you go, but how does this apply? I think in group situations that we forget our responsibility in getting what we want out of this. Because we can all initially go, well, she's talking about the mailman. I care less about the mail. You know what I mean? Like, who, who cares about the mailman? What, whatever it is. Okay, y'all, no one in here has actually got coached on the mailman, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's just how my brain works. Like, it's just like, just came up with that. But what you're saying is, is that you take on the responsibility of, wait a minute, how does this apply? And I think that's one of the reasons why you're getting so much out of this because you're absolutely right. One-on-one, I wouldn't have thought to go like, unless you brought it up, I got a problem with consistency or time or how I talk to myself on this, Mm -hmm. any of the other issues. But instead of sitting there going, this doesn't apply to me, I think it's like you're taking the responsibility and the onus of like, no, how does this? Let me learn from this. You get so much out of it. So good. Yeah. The other thing I want to say is I call it the baby girl effect because I have three kids. I have my older son, I have my middle child, and then I have my baby girl. (laughs) And the baby girl effect is this. She watched the mother two get into trouble, do all the stuff like mama said this, and then they went and did this. Mama said, don't do this. And they went and did it anyway. Right. Like she watched them. She sat back and took notes. And like, literally, she was the one who was like, yep, going to school, got a full scholarship, kept her scholarship, like going to play basketball, got a degree, got her master's paper, and now she's sailing. And I was like, 
Yeah. Not every lesson we have to buy. Like Mm -hmm. them bought lessons, we don't have to buy every lesson. Yes. Right. What do you think? (laughs) Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So it's like in a group setting, it's like the community of like the vault is like so big as opposed to your vault. It's like, oh, I get to look at what could happen three years from now or two years from now. Or when I saw this, what else is there? It's like you just learn so much more. Uh I love that you brought that up. So when you were thinking about and considering it, what were your thoughts about a group though? Like, I know you have these thoughts now, but what were your initial thoughts? Like, oh, were you like, I want her one-on-one? Because most of my people are like, I want her one-on-one. And I do recommend some of my people work with me one-on-one. And then I do recommend like, no, you need a group. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did think a lot about it because I've never done this kind of thing one-on-one before. Like even when I've been part of cohort programs, I've had an individual relationship with like a coach who was coaching alongside like a cohort experience. Uh Um, And so I wonder like, would I get enough out of it? Because this is probably the most I've ever paid before for Uh an experience like this. So I said, hmm, Hmm. (laughs) okay, I'm paying more than I paid before. So Uh is it going to feel like I'm getting an equivalent experience? Is it going to be enough for me in it that I'm going to feel that justifies the cost for me? Also, it's not a light commitment, you know, like an hour a week is a small investment in ourselves, but still for my schedule, it is a hefty investment. And so just also, I worried about being able to keep up with the pace of all of that. And so those were some concerns that I had. And even what I liked the other women and would that matter? Right. Just hoping that that felt right, you know? Yeah. Because if, if I didn't like them enough or trust them enough? Like, would I be able to be transparent in the way that I needed to be to get something out of it? Because if you don't feel like there's a good vibe in the room, you can't do that. And so those are certainly some of the things that I wondered about going into the experience. All right. So let's answer them. (laughs) Don't leave them hanging. Like what was the answer? Because I know like, First of all, like, I love it when Black women get paid. I'm sorry, I do. And I'm like, yeah, it is more expensive. Now, I can promise you it's less expensive than a lot of my friends when they do coaching programs. I'm like, my program is less. So I'm like, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'm like half of a lot of my friends in a similar coaching environment. But I do that on purpose for our people. Not that we don't have the money, but yet at the same time, like, I know who I'm working with also. Yes. Right? Yes. What are your thoughts about the cost? Like, are you getting value out of it? I mean, it's more than worth it. I mean, it is the most, I mean, I would say without question that it is the most valuable investment that I have made in myself. It was, like I said, more than I've done before. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably also because other things I've done before, I may have had my employer pay for them. So as opposed to this which just felt very personal. And so I'm just not used to spending that much money out of pocket, but I'm more than worth it. And it has been more than worth it already. That's interesting because a lot of people, like they get executive coaching because their job pays for it. And I have a friend who is an executive coach and she makes way more than me. Mm -hmm. So executive coaching costs, but for the company, but not for us. 
So what made you go outside of it and get more? What was it that brought you to that? Yeah, because I felt like this was going to go to the heart of just what I was experiencing as a Black woman in this role. And I didn't want to feel encumbered or beholden to my employer as I was experiencing it. You know, if at the end of this, the idea was that I was in the wrong place or doing the wrong thing, I wanted to just be fully open to whatever this would expose for me. Okay. Cool. So you answered the cost. What about the time? Yeah. So, I mean, I had missed a couple of sessions, but thankfully, um, because they're always available online, I feel like I'm always able to catch up before the next one. And so that has felt good. Like I feel bad when I miss, and especially, you know, because we signed up and then there was a short window before we began. Like I didn't have an opportunity to like clear my calendar. Like if I had known this like three months in advance, I could have right. prepared in a different way. But certainly like at a point, my calendar was clear and so I could make it possible. So I feel like that's happened. And even when I miss, I feel like I'm able to stay in the rhythm so I can continue the conversation. Okay, cool. And then the container, which I like to call it, like the other women in the container. Yeah. So it's interesting because I feel like there are a lot of differences between us. And I feel like from the first day, something about the way that you invited us to introduce ourselves to one another just created this very intentional space. And maybe it was because there are a lot of women who already knew you, even though I didn't know you. Mm -hmm. And maybe I think even maybe some of them knew each other, but it just felt like there was no warm up. Like we just went in from day one and because other people went in, I felt comfortable going in too. Yeah. Here's my take on it. I think there's no warm up. Yes. Some of them were my, and still are my one-on-one clients. So some of them didn't know me, but I think this is what I think about the warm up. It's like the way we presented the container, the way I marketed and everything, it is like, this is a space for us. So we all went in as black women going, finally, I can exhale. So it was like, yep, exhale. Like, this is it. And it's like, we've been wanting a place to do this work. And I think it's a little bit different than other spaces that's just us, like sorority things or Jack and Jill things or all of that. Because we have spaces as Black women that we go, like the high professional business thing that we do. And I can't explain why this is different. I just know, like, mask off and we go in mask off. I think in those other areas, we go in mask on. Yes. And I think that's the difference. You are absolutely right. Cause I've been in those spaces, right. And you're posturing and you are, you know, needing to present yourself in some kind of a way. And there is none of that, not right. one bit of that. And that is, and I think it enabled all of us to just jump in from day one. Yeah. Yeah. I like to model that. I hope that in my podcasting and everything is like, I accept my, my weaknesses. I'm like, I can't pronounce some words. Like I'm just show up as me. Mm-hmm. And I think that offers other people to do the same thing. I'm like, I can't posture if I wanted to, like, there's no way I'm going to pronounce the words. Right. So I can just stop. There's no way sure. I'm going to be able to spell it. I'm like, <laughs> I gave up a long time ago. I'm like, yeah, it's just me. I'm sorry. And so I think it just gives other people the opportunity to do their own work on being just them too. Cause you're right. Like 
high level women from all walks of life. And I did that on purpose. Like I didn't want a room full of nothing but coaches and then bring other people in. But yet I didn't want the people of all of this and then one or two coaches. Like I did that on purpose. Like, yeah. And that's why I do it by application. It's like, what do I feel like is going to be like the perfect cohort of people getting together? Because if it's just nothing but coaches, Mm. then putting one other person in there, I'll be like, no, I'll let you wait for the next one or something. But yeah, so I'm glad that like you felt welcome and like able to. And my goal is that some of these relationships end up being long-term relationships just through going through this together. Mm. Yeah, really. Okay, so it's only been two months, like eight week eight. So it's only been two months. Tell me if any, some of the shifts that you made or realizations, like what have you seen that's been a benefit? Because we still have another four months. Yeah. So one of the immediate ones is one of those things that came up when it was somebody else's issue that I didn't realize was my issue. And it was one of our colleagues who talked about always feeling like they needed to fight or being braced for fighting. And that is not me. Like I'm not a fighter. Like I am fight averse, (laughs) but I am someone who will work myself up into a tizzy. And so in my current role, I have a lot of presentations that I need to do, a lot of critical meetings that I need to have. And up until now, what I would do is spin myself around thinking about it, worrying about it, staying up all night, wake up in the morning, sweaty, just a mess. And I remember that, you know, your guidance was, you know, If there's going to be a fight, would you rather walk into that fight rested or worn out from having worked yourself up up until that point? And that, I tell you, Brig, unlocked something in me in that moment. Because I tell you, like, so I am the first, the organization I work for is 102 years old. They've had four presidents before me. All of them have been white men. So here I come. And people have all kinds of expectations. Black folks have expectations of me. White folks have expectations of me. The weight of it all, I feel it. Like, it's yes. not in my imagination. I feel it. Right. And all of that pressure was keeping me up at night, you know, before I would go into these meetings, before I would go into these presentations, that it was so, it was like manifesting itself in my body. Like, I had my doctor prescribe me a medicated deodorant because I was sweating that much. Yeah. And When you offered that advice about, you know, what if, you know, knowing that you're going into battle, if you rested, like something in that resonated so deeply with my spirit that it just changed the way I talked to myself about like, okay, I know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I choose to rest. Yes. Do you know, I don't, I have not used that deodorant since then. I mean, like it has had that kind of effect on my body that like. I am just in a different place now. It's like the thing is going to happen. Like I know what I got to do tomorrow, but what I'm not going to do is stress about it. Look at this speech that I've written 20 times tonight, keep myself up all night and sweat out my dress that I bought. (laughs) Like I am going to rest. And it has just transformed the way I think about showing up in these spaces. That is life-changing. And that added years to your life, like years to your life. And I've said it in, because, you know, I say it in our cohort, like there is a reason why 
we look young all the way up to about 50. And then internally, we may look young on the outside, but internally, that's when the shift happens. Like internally, we age quicker after the age of 50 than any other demographic as Black women, even Black men. And I think it's that overriding pressure, that weight that you're talking about. Because it's like, for some reason, historically, the weight of our race has always been on the women. Like, that's just a thing. And I think when we go to white spaces and spaces that don't understand us culturally, and we talk about, like you said, the weight of the world is on you and everybody's watching and there's been four and such and such, there will be some other coaching thing. Well, like, that's neutral and that's not a thing. And I'm like, bullshit, it is. Like, yep, it is. And now what we want to do about it. Yes. That's where I'm coming from. Like, I agree as a black woman, I can say, yeah, mm -mm, I'm never going to take your experience away from you. And that's what I did with the client that was in there. It's like, I didn't tell her, like, you could have been making it up and da, da, da. I was like, if she is coming for you, because it was like the picture was somebody was coming for you. If she is, you ready? Like, come on. (laughs) Yes. Right. It's just understanding. It's like understanding the environment that we're in and using it for us. And I tell you, before this, like my doctor was going to give me some um, sleeping pills because she said, you're not sleeping at night. You got to sleep. You need sleep in order to function. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sweating and she's going to give me Medicaid deodorant. And I'm like, and a part of me is just like, I'm not going to have 50 million props. Just to get through the day, you know, like that is not sustainable. There's something just wrong about the idea that I have to take these drugs and all this stuff to show up because I just started this job. I'm trying to be here a long time and I'm not going to be here a long time taking pills and on all this stuff just in order to function through the day. And so I knew that those things were not what I needed. I knew I needed something else. And you do not know how grateful I am. And I can't believe how early on in the experience it has been that I've gotten the key that has unlocked so much of what has been really challenging me. Yeah. That is so amazing, right? Like, I think as as women, it's like, okay, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. But here's what I know happens. If you're like me, if I got to take this pill for this and I got to do this and I got to take another sleeping pill, eventually I'm going to say I'm not cut out for this job. Yes. And it has nothing to do with that. I literally want to cry right now because so many of us are in these type of positions where this power and this pressure is there and we don't have the tools, which is the acknowledgement of that power in that in a environment that supports it. That's like mask off. Let's go to work on this. And so we're making it mean that I'm not cut out for that. Yes. The impact of that is we stay the same. Like our race stays the same. Then it's always Benzo and whoever else. And it's never Latita or Mm. Brig that's at the head of billion dollar companies. Yes. Because we gave up early because we're like, We're interpreting data as it's not meant for me. Uh That's huge. I had no clue that that was going on. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Like, yeah. And that wasn't even my prompt, right? Like that happened because I was listening to somebody else's thing. 
Absolutely, right? Uh Oh, so good. Okay, so you mentioned sleep. So, you know, I haven't even started talking about it, but like I know for us, restoration is the key. And that's why I was telling her, like, when do you want to show? Like, it's not even if we're going to fight. As Black women, yes, we're going to have to fight for our position. I'm sorry. Period. Thinking that and knowing that and accepting, it's like I accept it. Like, shit is going to happen. Somebody going to say some words. I get that. And I need to be ready for fight. That's why I'm so equally as, and I guess it's my history as an anesthesia provider, putting people to sleep and understanding the effects of you know, stress and everything is like restoration and how we deal with our bodies and how we take care of ourselves is a major part of this program. Now, I haven't even talked about it, but you do have something that I gave you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? Are you excited about like looking into that? Like, what are you like? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't use the word excited because <laughs> I kind of know what it's going to say for me. Um, Because even though I'm better, I know that that's still a challenge for me because, you know, the day can bring on so much. And, you know, when you don't have time to pause or think or anything through the day, it kind of all downloads at night. And so, yeah, so I'm ready for it. Like, it feels so essential to me. And I feel like just because of the other stuff that have been going on with me, like, I feel a greater awareness of how all this can show up in my body. So I'm ready for it. But um, yeah, it's going to be rough when I see what it is, but it's the truth. But yeah, yeah. it is. It is like our sleep, our sleep habits. We're going to talk about like PM rituals and AM rituals. Like here's the deal. Like we don't create epic shit just in a asylum, right? Like in an isolated vessel, like we're not just brains on sticks. Like, so I can talk about mindset all I want to, but at some point we have to like, look at the whole container and how the little things that we do even affect our ability to make decisions. And that's what we've been working on is like the distractions of our thoughts, other people's thoughts, what's going on, on our ability to create deep work. Yeah. So that's a little bit, but like, what do you want to share? What else have you gotten out of this that you're like, oh my God, anything? You know, I've really gone into this just kind of trusting the process. Like it has, it's worked for me so much thus far that I've gone into it with an openness that's kind of different than how I've gone into similar situations. Like I think in the past, whenever I've gone into coaching, I've gone with a question to be answered. I mean, like I've got a situation that I am expecting to be better and it already is. But beyond that, I don't have a specific question. Like I'm trying to just really be open to whatever unfolds and just trusting that that is, that that's what I needed. Or even like you described that I can get what I need out of whatever unfolds. And so, um, yeah, that's how I've approached it thus far. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing that I want you guys to come from this is a better relationship with yourself. Like, cause I think that is the way we do and put our epic shit out there. And thus far, I think that is happening like a better relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think it means to be deeply rooted now that you've been in it for like two months? Like what's your definition you think of deeply rooted? Mm, Yeah. As a black woman. I mean, the word that just keeps coming to my mind is just a peace, having a peace because, you know, the the spaces that we navigate are going to continue to be rough and ridiculous at times. And our plates are full, especially if we want to do some extraordinary things and have a family and all of that. Like the plate is not going to get smaller. I mean, the amazing thing is that I have access to this piece, right? That it's not, you know, it's not about the job I choose or the colleagues I have or, or any of that. You know, you have helped me to appreciate that I have access to a piece And I mean, and that's what makes this such an extraordinary gift because that's not, you know, a skill that I learned. That is not a trick that I can add to a toolbox. It's a different, like you said, it's a different relationship that I'm going to have with myself that is going to be with me no matter what happens down the road. And that is something that I am just, that I couldn't be more excited about. I think it's a revolutionary act for us to be at peace in our fucking lives. Like for the first time, can we exhale? Like we have the job, we have the house, we have the husband, everything, but it's like, we're still searching for peace and we overwork thinking it's going to happen. Once I get the to-do list done, once I feel comfortable in my job, once I do this, once I do this. And like for you to say, oh, I can self-generate that. I think that's the missing thing. And then we like we get to create all the stuff because we're not overworking, overthinking, whatever. Now we have energy to go out there and put our greatness out there. I think the world is missing us as black women Mm. because of this. Like, I really think this is a gift to the world. Mm What do you think? No, absolutely. I know that getting at peace with myself is going to impact the way I show up with my family, the way that I show up with my colleagues, the way I show up in this community. The way you lead. Absolutely. Right. The decisions you make, all of it, how you live your life in your eighties. I'm like, y'all literally you're deciding like finding peace now and making it internal is like, you're affecting how you live your life in your eighties. Yeah. I love that. Anything else, anything you want to say to the person who's on the fence about this? Like, I don't know who this brig is because you didn't know me from Adam. You just listened to my podcast. That was it. You didn't know anything about my coaching, hadn't seen my coaching, like anything you want to say to that person. Similar thing, like the other high achieving black woman. Yeah. You owe it to yourself to give it a shot. And there is something really, really special about doing this in a cohort with other Black women that is different from anything that you could do one-on-one. There is a special gift that you get, you know, walking alongside of them, strategizing with them, listening to them, having them talk into you that is just different than anything that I've experienced before. And I would not have said that was the thing that I needed, but it has been truly a gift. Yes. The one thing I know about trauma is trauma is anything that we think it is. It's our body's response. 
And I believe as black women, like we live a traumatic life. I don't care what you say about it. Like we live a traumatic life. Trauma is affected more by how you're received after the effect than it is the effect. So in other words, like if this thing happened to you, how do people receive you after it happened to you? If your coworker said this thing and like people are like, you just over-exaggerating or, you, you know, you just need to be quiet and put, tuck your head in. If you go to these other places and they're like, tuck your head in, like play the game, girl, play the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you're over-exaggerating whatever. So my goal was, fuck it. I'm tired of asking other people to hear our pain. How about we learn to hear our own pain and give ourselves that, like, We have that sacred space where you can come bring your pain and we hear you, Uh which is the most impactful thing. So like the lady that you were talking about when she came in, it wasn't like we were like, girl, you crazy. Nor was I trying to coach her out of like, you don't even know that this happened. It was we hear you. Yes. So I think that's what you're describing is like, I, I didn't know I needed the other women. But that's why we needed the other women is because in order to heal, we must first be heard. Absolutely. We hear each other. You're right. And I mean, and that's even different from like my husband who will say, oh, I know it's tough, but you've got it. Right. It's like, no, you're not hearing me either. (laughs) Yeah. I know I've got it, but that's not it. Yes. 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 Let, let me be moaning for a little bit. God, no. Absolutely. <laughs> and to really be seen. I mean, there's a way that yes. we can see each other that's just different. Yes. 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 What do you think the impact of doing this work is going to be for you 10, 15 years from now? If you just had to guess. Yeah. So I hope that I will have just, you know, different habits that I've adopted, different practices that you know, reflexively, you know, whereas even right now, my reflex would have been, I got a big thing to do tomorrow. So today I'm going to worry. or I'm going to stay up all night. Almost as if, you know, the amount that I worry was going to equal something on the other side. (laughs) And so I hope that this is teaching me to have different habits, a different way of talking to myself, a different way of talking to my daughter, who is amazing and nine and hasn't learned yet a lot of the stuff that I'm unlearning now. And so I hope that it'll help me to be different with her, different with the people that I lead with the organization that I run. So that is my hope that this really sinks into my spirit in a way that it changes my thought pattern and changes my habits. Yeah. And what do you think the impact of changing that will do? Yeah. So I'm excited to see what an unencumbered me looks like. Right? Right? Because I don't know that I've ever seen her. Like, I have never seen her. Unleash the beast. Exactly. (laughs) Without, you know, some kind of a fear or worry. And it's like, you all thought that I was great before. You don't know that I've been operating on a fraction of my power. Exactly. Right. It's like it's like we create this epic shit where we are right now in spite of all the load, like the weight that you were talking about. Imagine what would happen after taking the weight off. Absolutely. Like they're going to look around like, what the hell? Y'all were afraid of me before. (laughs) 
that's yeah. why I really do say like the world just doesn't, they, the, the world doesn't even have a clue of the goodness that's within black women. Yes. Cause we showing up and showing out now and we wearing weighted vest. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. Absolutely. I think it's going to impact more money, more peace, more rich relationships, more love for yourself, your body, how you move through this earth. That's my vision of the impact of this. Yeah. Richer relationships, connection, connection with you, connection with other people. So any last words? No, I just receive it all. I receive it all. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right, guys. (laughs) Deeply Rooted opens. Yes. For the group, for the people who are on the wait list, we're going to open up to the wait list only on June 19th. Yes, I'm using Juneteenth as the day. We're going to have a freedom day, right? So we're going to open up to the list, the general list later, but to the wait list. So if you're not on a wait list, go to brickjohnson.com forward slash group and get on that wait list because it's limited spots. Like this cohort has been so good that I've decided we're going to keep it small. Like, I'm not trying to make it big thing. We're going to intentionally keep it small. So there's only going to be a certain amount of groups in, and we're going to keep doing this work and putting our epicness out there in peace, as Latita said. Oh, and if you want to do our free coaching, our monthly free coaching, go to brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. I think that one is going to be June 10th. So that will probably be this Friday coming up. This is going to be released on the 6th, so June 10th. All right, talk at you later. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.